I'm Sig Neutron, and this is the Love Horror Podcast. Welcome to the Love Horror Podcast. This is Brian, and we have on the phone Sig Neutron. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, man, appreciate you calling in to the show. Uh, really excited about having you on. I am a huge fan of sci-fi as well as uh, 80s films. So when I read your background uh, and saw that's kind of what your heart is, I kind of geeked out a little bit. So uh, <laughs> super excited to have you on, man. Uh, so tell us, man, what have you been up to since Face Off? And then uh, we'll go into how you pretty much got into this industry. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> yeah, since Face Off, um, you know, uh, we've already done, we've been doing like a lot of conventions even before Face Off. And uh, it sort of just opened up the door to even more conventions because we would only do the conventions out here in uh, uh, LA. Like uh, we do San Diego Comic Con every year and all the, like WonderCon and all that stuff. But um, then uh, after the show, I started. People started inviting me to cons all over the states, and that's super exciting because I love conventions, and it's it's one of my favorite things to do. Just meeting fans, meeting people. Uh, even before I didn't have fans, it was just fun to just hang out and talk with like-minded people. That's awesome, man. So, how long have you been in this industry? Then you said obviously you've been doing cons uh, out in that area prior to face off so where are you guys and how did you start this company and uh just kind of what's your love and how did you get into this cool well uh, i guess we'll start from the beginning <laughs> yes. um i mean uh, my story is much like every other effects artist i know it's just you love horror films and monsters and then you find out that there's somebody that in this world that actually makes those things and you're like holy shit i'm doing that <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, just, like, obsessively watched uh, the, the making of Thriller uh, with Rick Baker. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then I remember asking my mom one day, like, uh, I think we were watching Child's Play, and I was like, so how, how do they do that, like, for blood or something? She told me it was ketchup, and that always stuck with me. And then I watched the film Summer School and Chainsaw and Dave. Yes. They're like... To, like, they're my heroes. They're those two like <laughs> just nerdy effects dudes in high school, and that that's basically my life. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be just like those guys. So, as soon as I graduated high school, I went to uh, Savini School, Tom Savini School in Pennsylvania. Okay. And um, two days after I graduated there, I just packed up my shitty Dodge Neon with whatever I had, and I had like a thousand bucks. I'd never been to L.A., but I just knew I was going to go out there and, you know, go for it. So drove to L.A., didn't know anybody. Um, there was one person I was supposed to stay with, but they kicked me out. And luckily I found this, like, crazy, cheap 
I was like sharing a, a one bedroom apartment with five other people. Oh, <laughs> but, wow. um, but you know, I got, and then I started, uh, my first job actually was, uh, working on Tron legacy, the second one. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And that was, and so from there I started meeting people and, you know, I just sort of transitioned into, uh, working on a lot of films, but then I kind of like working for big shops. It's kind of, it's really awesome because you get to work on like huge films that everybody sees, but you're sort of just a, a cog in the machine, hmm. you know, like you just, you just make the molds or you just, you know, you do one tiny part of the process, but I like to, you know, I, I got into this business cause I wanted creative input. So I, uh, <clears throat> uh, I kind of just sort of fell out of shop jobs, not really fell out of them. I just stopped doing them and started doing more freelance stuff. And then I met my girlfriend, Ranny and we started Bizarro with Go-Go and, uh, sort of just been doing that since. And then she convinced me to audition for face off and yeah, <laughs> sorry, that was a long story. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. Uh, I think it's cool that you went into the element of working for a big shop, so to say, and going into freelance. I feel a lot of people think that you have to work for a big shop to be relevant or be justified as an artist. So to hear that perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool that you decided to go the opposite route uh, and just kind of focus on the creative element. Uh was there anything in general that you just knew for sure in your heart that you just had to do from that process or was it just like, you know what, I'm done. Um, yeah, well, when I, uh, I just knew I wanted to make monsters, but when I went to school for it, I realized there are so many facets of being an effects artist and most people specialize at like one or two things and that's what they do. Um, you know, I kind of do it all, but I, I sort of, uh, when I was in school, I realized that I really like sculpture and I really like painting. So that's the kind of the two things that I like to gravitate towards. Um, yeah. Nice. Now let's focus on the eighties part a little bit. I'm a huge fan of the eighties, um, was born, you know, 78. So a lot of the films uh-huh. that I watched growing up as a kid was eighties based. You already said one of my favorites was, uh, summer school. I, I actually love that film. Um, and it was just such a like, fun, campy effect, especially the rabbit scene. Oh, my God, that changed my oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But going into that, I mean, let's look at the history of practical effects because that's kind of what you're doing in all honesty. I mean, you're doing molds. You're doing these really cool designs. You're doing, uh, you know, creatures and things of that nature. But practical effects has been going on since early 1900s. Was there anything in particular – besides that movie that you just wanted to, um, I don't know, almost copy, so to speak, and really gave you that passion to where you are today? Yeah. Um, man, the, um, it's funny you ask like nine out of 10 effects artists, they'll say the same thing. Um, but, uh, the thing, the remake was oh, wow. just, I mean, that, that movie, it like, it stands the test of time. Even today, I was just right. watching it the other day and I'm like, every time I watch it, I'm blown away. And most every single effect in that, with the exception of some claymation that they used in certain cuts, uh, is is all practical effects, and it looks so good. It's like so good, and you know, like that's that's what I want. I but don't get me wrong. I understand you can't deny technology like with CG and things like that. Um, it has its place, but 
I'm a I'm a purist of practical effects at heart. Um, and if there's because that that's the fun of it is basically uh, I've always been a creative problem solver and being an effects artist that's exactly what you are you someone's like hey we need this person to get killed in this way and we need to shoot it from this way and how can we make that happen and you got to think about what they're telling you and then come up with okay if I put a blood tube here and do this make this arm and then you shoot it from here, we can pull this effect off. And like just pushing the limits of what you can do practically is something that really is exciting to me. I totally agree, man. And that's that brings me to, you know, you were talking about earlier about um, the thriller. Uh, man, I used to actually own that on VHS, watched it religiously nice. as well. Love John Landis, by the way. And going into yeah. that, I mean, American Werewolf in London still stands the test of time to me, just like you were saying. Wow. Um it's just a yeah. cool idea to have, I don't know, practical effects kind of leading the way. And we're seeing that still today, honestly, with a lot of groups like uh, KB Effects, Howard Berger, and Greg Nicotero's team, uh, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still happening today, all the way to the new Star Wars, for instance. Um, it's mm-hmm. still a part of it, but I think people still think that CG is kind of dominating in a lot of ways. But finding that, uh, how do you put it, that marriage between the two and figuring out how, what that balance is, uh, is key in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish that there was more nod to the practical effects side of things. And somebody mm-hmm. like yourself and other artists that we're meeting throughout the world here, uh, they're really kind of pushing that limit and that boundary and saying, hey, we could do this. Um, for instance, I mean, your, your wonderful website, by the way, Bizarro Go Go, uh, absolutely hilarious to go through. If you guys haven't checked it out, <laughs> make sure you check it out. BizarroGoGo.com. We'll have the link as well. Um, but things like this, man, like where do you come up with some of these ideas? I mean, these creatures are out of control. <laughs> so, uh, Bizarro Go Go was born of, uh, when I met my girlfriend, Randy, she was making a girls and cosplay calendar called the Fan Vixen. And it was selling really well at conventions. And, you know, because she's a photographer and she just have her friends dress up and, you know, do photo shoots. Um, and when I met her, I actually started helping her out with costumes for the second one. And then that came out. And then she was like, man, I don't want to do another calendar for a third year in a row. Like, And also, you know, it's not really fun to just regurgitate other people's characters. And we're like, man, you know, we started throwing ideas back and forth. And it's like, what if we did a book? of just the most batshit insane things that we can think of and just put it all together. So it's not a calendar. It's just a photo book of the inside of our brains. And that's, that's where the idea was born. And we're like, okay, cool. We got six months before San Diego comic-con. What can we do? Right. And, uh, so we'd, we'd just be at diners and like, uh, my girlfriend would be like, wouldn't you think it's funny if, uh, there was like a, a male Medusa character. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. What if we called him Mandusa and we made a movie poster for <laughs> the Eye of Mandusa? Or something, you know, it's like we just keep like throwing ideas back and forth until it turns into a cohesive, solid idea of what we think is funny. And then through her photography and Photoshop skills and my practical skills, we we actually have the means to show other people what is inside of our brain. That's fantastic, man. It, it's crazy to think that this is just off of your guys' brain, first of all. Uh, it just makes me uh, love you even more, by the way, but also a little terrified. I'm not going to lie. 
I scare myself sometimes. That's fine. You know, and that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah. Excellent. Hey, we're going to take a yeah. quick break here. Uh, we're going to hear actually a tune from a group called White Knuckle Riot here out of Sacramento, California. Uh, just saw them last week and played. They kicked a lot of ass on stage. If you guys haven't checked them out, they're on Reverb Nation. White Knuckle Riot. We'll be right back with Signutron. <laughs>
All right, guys, back with Sig Neutron. Uh, once again, thank you so much to Sacramento Rockin' and kicking some ass with White Knuckle Riots. Uh, make sure you check them out, Reverb Nation, White Knuckle Riots. There'll be a link uh, below in the podcast. Uh, Sig Neutron, we are back with the uh, the crazy mind of this man. Absolutely adore this guy because, man, I thought I had a fucked up mind. But when I went through your website and what you just described, I feel a lot better about myself. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, let's get into the second half. You know, we're on a break. We were talking about some things uh, while the music was playing. And you came up with telling me that you guys actually do more than just this. You do some soaps and mustache wax. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so we actually, uh, Randy and I were talking about, like, uh, we were coming up with things for Desaro Go Go 2 and we were like I've always had this idea I wanted to make like soap like joke novelty soap and the my first idea was uh, soap on a rosary <laughs> it's, uh, a rosary soap but then it, it like occurred to me like uh, I don't know where the name came from like rub a dub yells about let's, let's make satanic themed novelty soaps oh, <laughs> so <laughs> we just have like uh, pentagrams and uh, there's Baphomet and uh, all kinds, like we have a Ouija board planchet soap uh, and all kinds of fun stuff. And from getting into soaps, Randy really got into like the essential oils and started making all of our like cleaners and bath products and everything. And then she was like, hey, well, since you got crazy facial hair all the time, I'm going to start making mustache wax. So we came up with a line of Wicked Whiskers mustache wax. And nice. yeah, that's <laughs> it's, awesome. It's, it's just how it's just how we do things it's like one thing leads to another and half the time it's a joke but then we end up doing it <laughs> and it kicks a lot of ass right <laughs> <laughs> we're trying <laughs> that's great man uh that actually brings me to french campaign massacre that's hilarious i just saw that on your site she she's a bloodthirsty oh. cleaning machine that puts the ass in massacre um holy <laughs> shit man that's amazing <laughs> i just love like Man, that's that's what things are missing today is is like movies today. It's like movie posters, man. Like I would spend hours in video stores just right. looking. I wouldn't even rent the movies. I'd get one maybe if my mom would let me. But you know, like I would just look at the boxes and the, and just it was just it's just magical. And I feel like that's what's missing from today's cinema. There's no like magical artwork Agreed. to accompany the film. Yeah, they're just more of trying to push the uh, special effects and get you in the sea and get your money. Yeah, pretty much. That, that I mean, I totally agree with you on that. And that actually brings us, that's a good segue into 50s films. Uh, yeah, I know you love sci-fi. Uh, and those posters in those days, I mean, some of the best posters ever made was from that era. Uh, just people don't oh, put any thought into it anymore. Uh, is there some films in there like your top? Give me like a top three, you know, sci-fi films that really just relate to you. All right, uh, number one, Devil Girl from Mars. Oh, wow. <laughs> have you seen that one? I have. I love that movie. It's like this. This like super sexy alien babe is coming right. down to be like, hey. I'm going to take one of you back to just reproduce with for the rest of your life. And you right. can see Mars. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, no, we got to stop her. Oh, God, call the, call the <laughs> army. Oh, no. And it's just like, dude, what? <laughs> Seriously? That's this awesome. is terrible. I was actually um, in a band in high school, and we were called Astrodisiac. 
my grandma coined that term. But uh, and we had a song called "Devil Girl from Mars," and it was about that film. And the the story is that it basically is. If I was there, I would have went with you. And I don't understand why these guys were not jumping at the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but number two. Uh, Number two, creation of the humanoids. Oh, good choice. Yeah, that's just like super, like, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but pretty mind-blowing at the end for me. Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially in that time period. Come on, that was amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's so it's so well thought out and just written. I was like, wow. Because I was expecting, like, super hokey. And, I mean, okay, it is a little hokey, but it's right. actually seriously good. <laughs> it was well thought out. I mean, 1962 is when that movie came out, and uh, it's still very one of my favorites. I love the artwork for it. That's what I was talking about, like, just the artwork in general. I don't know if you guys should do this or not, but, but some of the best artwork, just Google it, uh, movie posters of like sci-fi horror from early 50s to 60s it's mind-blowing uh and human that actually maybe the creature of the humanoids was one of my favorite artworks because they use more of the old school storyboard look almost like a comic book um and that drew me mm-hmm. in so yeah i love that film man good choice yeah. uh let's see number three uh all right uh the thrill uh jesus uh teenagers from outer space there we go oh okay (laughs) excellent i have not seen that one i heard of it uh it's great the tagline is uh thrill crazed space kids on a ray gun ramp (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) it's awesome yeah and a funny story about that one is actually um well i came up with the name sig neutron uh when i was out here in la and um when i started not doing as many shop jobs i started showing in art galleries and I didn't want to, like, go, like, I don't hate my real name, but it's not fun and catchy, so I want to come up with this, like, crazy, sleazy sci-fi name. So I used to go as the Thrill Craze Space Kid, mm-hmm. and that was, like, way too long. <laughs> and then I shortened it to Space Kid, and then that just was kind of silly. Um, I, the way I'd sign my name, I had a lightning bolt in the S and the, uh, and the K, and then I realized, like, holy shit, it, my signature looks like the SS symbol of the Nazis. I got to stop doing oh, that immediately. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. So that led me to uh, Signutron because I was, I, I don't even know how I came up with it. I was like, hey, I like Sig Newtons. What about Sig Neutron? That's funny, right? And then I'm like outside smoking a cigarette and I'm like, ah, Sig, New- Sig Neutron is stupid. What else do I like? What I wish there was something that sounded like pig that I uh, that I also liked. Um, hmm. Sig, Sig Neutron. There we go. Boom. <laughs> Fantastic, man. What, it, what? God. What if you kept the SS one? Holy crap! Right. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Like, it's, dude, it's so fun. Like, oh, I cringe every time I see some of my old artwork. I was like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic, man. Good thing you changed it. I think Signutron definitely uh, holds up. And I don't know, man. Like, if you see yourself and you have that name, I think you perfectly picked it. It it suits you 100%. So, kudos. I feel at home in the the Signutron name. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. 
So, hey, what's coming up next for you, man? What are you doing now? I know you say you just got off a, a film. We can't get into that, but you're uh, out of the country doing a film. So congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. But now that you're Thank back you. in L.A., what's going on with you? What can we see from you? Are we going to see some more fun uh, horror type stuff or, or what's going on? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll never stop making things. Um <laughs> I'm doing a lot of freelance stuff right now, uh, a lot of commercial work. i got like five different jobs going on at the moment, so I'm like, ah! um, But I'm doing, uh, we're doing Monster Palooza next weekend. Uh, nice. We will see you there. Are you going to be there? Yes, we will. We will be there. Right on. Cool. Well, we'll see you there. Uh, Definitely. And then um, after that... Uh, yeah, I just I we have a YouTube channel and we because we were working on Bizarro Go Go too and that's still in the works but we're trying to transition more into like um uh we uh the like video like, trying to bring the characters life through film because that's what I normally do so um you can uh, yeah if you, if you blah, blah I'm tripping up on my words now <laughs> um. <laughs> But there's a link if you click on videos from BizarroGoGo.com, it, it'll take you to our YouTube. And I've got, uh, I really want to turn Skid Ronin into a web series, like, or and eventually, nice. hopefully, a feature film. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, so I'm slowly uh, putting puzzle pieces together and making connections to make that happen. But um, yeah, you can see plenty of wacky videos on the, the Bizarro site. Yeah, you guys got quite a bit up here, actually. Yeah. There's some good stuff, man. You ever thought about doing, like, a web series or anything of that nature? Um, Yeah, kind of. Well, the Skid Ronin was the first idea, but the scope is way too big. So, right. Um, I'm I'm actually also uh, – I've already shot some of it, but I'm working on a, uh, a good um, – and it's funny because I dropped the ball because now Hardcore Henry is out. People are going to think I'm just copying that, but right. I was actually already filming a first-person zombie comedy short oh, about wow. a guy that just gets like he gets like super drunk at his party, passes out, wakes up the next day during the zombie apocalypse, and tries to survive it with his drunken friend. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. You should definitely yeah. just go ahead and yeah. go with that because I already watched Hardcore Henry. It was great, by the way, but I would love to see a zombie uh, first person. I absolutely love zombie films and to see that perspective of a drunk dude because that would be me for sure, 100%. Yeah, I, what, the the thing that's really cool about it is, again, it goes back to what I was talking about, trying to figure out how to create an effect mm-hmm. uh, when you shoot it a certain way. And like just thinking about shooting something first person and figuring out effects for that would be so much fun. Like, uh, there's a point where, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gets, like, bitten on the arm, and then when he gets into the house, his friends have to cut his arm off, so they hold him down, and, you know, I'm going to use, like, you know, you'll see his real arm for a minute, and then he'll look at someone and look back, and then it's a fake arm, and they're, like, hacking it off, you know? Right. Like, it, it'd be, like, so much fun to do all these effects, like, through first-person view. So super gore, super funny, and super weird. You know me. <laughs> That's fantastic. It actually reminds me, have you seen the, there's a, a trending video that went around that people did. Uh, see, it was like um, the real version of Mortal Kombat kills. No. Oh, man. It's not first person. 
but it's like okay. you know they just get an argument outside it's really well done but they actually do kills from mortal Kombat with practical effects and it's beautiful it's super gory uh, absolutely terrible oh, to watch man. and i freaking love it oh my god um as soon as they hang up i'm i'm looking that up <laughs> no it's so worth it it's so worth it but it reminds me of that because the first person was super gore and pulling off that oh my gosh the possibilities are endless man and I don't know anybody else who could probably pull it off. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, man. Hey, real quick, uh, we're just going to make sure that we get all your social medias and things that neat. Um, want to make sure that people know where to see you uh, keep updated. So can you just give us, I know you already said some, but just give us a rundown, website, social media, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so my Instagram and Twitter, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, so, uh, but Instagram and Twitter is at Sig Neutron. Um, Facebook, uh, it's the sleazy universe of Sig Neutron. Uh, nice. I hit the stupid friend limit on my personal page and I kind of hate Facebook. So unfortunately you can only follow me, I guess, through a public page, but, um, and then let's see, uh, website. Yes. BizarroGogo.com. And uh, there's also signutron.com, which I haven't really updated it yet, but if you go to it, it's worth a look. It's really funny. Uh, Randy uh, dabbled in SEO and made that for me. It's, it's, it's a good laugh. <laughs> nice, nice. Excellent, man. Hey, everybody, just you're listening to the Love Horror Podcast. Uh, just want to say thank you so much to Sig Neutron. Uh, amazing artist. Got some great stuff coming. If you like goofy, just kind of awesome, gory shit, you're going to love Sig Neutron stuff, guys. So make sure you check out. We'll have all those links below. Sig, dude, thank you so much for calling in. No, dude, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And we will see you at Monster Palooza, by the way. And everybody, make sure you go out, see Nutrient. Uh, it's just going to be awesome, dude. Uh, there's so much coming, and I can't wait for this first person zombie, man. You just got to be super uh, excited. So thank you for that. <laughs> All right, guys. We're out of here. Love Horror Podcast, uh, Sig Neutron. Thanks a lot, guys. Until next time. Uh-